welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. I just want to throw this uh, out before I share some of the thoughts I have for you guys. One of the greatest lessons to learn about the prophetic is that God sets a limit on the prophet and the prophetic voice. The Bible says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. And unless this is where the prophetic goes off, we've got to understand that when we're moving in the prophetic, you only have part. And no prophet should uh, overextend beyond that part that God has given them. So prophets should never be sought out for the will of God. That's Old Testament. Okay, We, we, we can sense and we can know things, but we only have a measure. And the prophetic needs to be plumb-lined in our nation. It needs to be brought back to, uh, particularly when you go to Asia, people get out of hand. And they they kind of come to you like a clairvoyant. And um, we know in part. But that part is a piece, a portion of God's eternal picture and plan for a, for a company, for a ministry, for a person's life. It is only a part. And so when we move in the prophetic, as we're New Testament believers, we can all move in the prophetic. We should never, ever in, uh, overstep that part, that boundary, that limit. God sets limits, and we need to understand what that limit is. Um, so though we've been busy all this week and ministering this morning, uh, I kind of uh, sat with the Lord a bit last night and again when we got home after ministry this morning. And I want to share a few things with you um, as, a, as a ministry uh, for, for 2020. Uh, the first thing is when I started to pray last night, I saw a picture of Jesus standing with um, the old-time scales in his hands, all right? And when you see that, you think, oh, that, that could be dangerous. So he's got these scales in his hands, and so I began to ask the Lord, what are you showing me? And he, he began to say to me that he's ready to weigh your decisions that you are making in accordance to 2020, all right? Because 2020 appeared to me last night in a dream for you guys as a threshold crossing, all right? There are certain decisions that God is calling you to make and in the process of being made that can create a threshold crossing, meaning you can't go back to the way things were. You hear me now? And so he's standing looking at grace life with these scales and then I began to hear him say this, tell them to weigh up every decision with precision. Weigh up every decision with precision. And so there's a sense of, uh, it's not that God is regulated by calendar time. I'm not the type of guy that every new year God has a new word. A lot of that's just echoes and repeats. God operates by eternity, not by our TikTok time. All right. So I think we get caught up in, in a lot of American kind of prophetic stuff and we think new year, new word. It, that word, I'm holding into a, a word that is yet to be manifest for the last 10 years for our nation. And so I think that, you know, we, we have so many prophetic words, uh, but, you know, we, did, we need to kind of rethink things, all right? We just get caught up in things. So the decisions you make as a ministry now through to 2020 will set you up for the next 10 years. It's kind of that emphasis, all right? And these words that I'm sharing, you need to be weighed, they need to be spoken about, they need to be uh, thought through and prayed through, et cetera, et cetera. The, the second dimension of what I saw in that vision were that the scales represented justice, 
All right? And so I felt like the Lord's saying that there's a measure, uh, sorry, a measure uh, within you as a measure of Christ that he wants to measure out into the marketplace. He wants to measure you out to the marginalized, to those that have lost their voice, to those that have, uh, due to circumstances, lost uh, not only their voice, but their credibility and their identity. And so I felt like the Lord's saying that the marketplace, as you cross over 2020, is waiting for you. It's calling you. It's ready for you. And so there are so many new initiatives and decisions that are being weighed in the balance in regards to you as a ministry um, and you being a ministry out there in the marketplace. I saw also local councils and government bodies will open their heart and their door to you as these marketplace uh, initiatives start to even grow in momentum. It, it will speak for itself uh, as, as you start to engage more and more in the community and you engage more and more out there, uh, that reputation will go before you. I also felt like the Lord saying that there are hidden treasures for you in Midland waiting for you to mine. I felt like there was some connection coming with you guys in regards to Midland and surrounding regions. So you need to explore that. Uh, also, I saw that the scales morphed into scales of authority. And so God desires to increase your authority and your influence in the city of Perth. In 2020, God wants to increase your footprint in the city of Perth. There's something uh, you're carrying uh, in regards to your capacity and your influence that God needs to start to find its way uh, and create a footprint in the city of Perth. Grace Life, this venue, I saw many city initiatives going on in this place. Uh, not just a matter of you guys hiring it out, but I felt like you're welcoming the city of Perth in there. There are strategic uh, citywide things that are going to take place in this place. And God is wanting this platform to become a voice for our city. I felt Isaiah 54 too, enlarge the place of your tent and let, them, uh, let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out and don't hold back. That emphasis there, don't hold back in 2020. Don't hold back. You have the capacity within you and that capacity will increase as you begin to exercise, I'm not holding back, I'm moving forward. The, the second thing was found in Exodus 3, 4. So when the Lord saw that, he's talking about Moses, he turned aside to look. Moses turned aside to look and God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Uh, the emphasis here that God uh, shone his light on for me, for you, was this. It's time for you to turn aside and to look. The word look there literally means to give your utmost attention to God. All right. The word look also means to present yourself, to inquire, to learn, and to seek. To present yourself, inquire, learn, and to seek. So there's this, uh, God, God's attention was drawn to Moses as Moses looked. It's more than, in the Hebrew, it's more than just like a glance, but it's an intent I'm actually inquiring, I'm seeking, I'm, I'm, I'm inquisitive. And so I felt like the Lord was wanting to really, really <clears throat> begin to stir up. Uh, we use the word, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, but it's even more than that. There's this groundswell of, of, of a real passionate pursuit towards the Lord as a corporate body. <clears throat> the second thing in that passage of scripture that was highlighted uh, to me for you was turn aside. Uh, in the Hebrew and the Greek come together for the, that, that statement, turn aside, it, it has metaneia in it, which is a repentance. 
But even more than that, what was highlighted is this. When, when the Bible says that he turned aside, in the Hebrew it means he came to his end. Something came to an end in Moses that was a beginning of the new leader. And I felt like in this process of you looking at, to the Lord intently, inquiring, and as you are posturing yourself in your heart to turn aside, you're turning away from distractions, you're turning away from things that God by grace, by his presence within you and upon you, is going to create within this ministry uh, a, a sense of an ending of, of many of your lives in terms of your identity, struggles, heartaches, pains. And so there's a birthing. I felt like one of the, one of the potential uh, abilities, if I can say, that this ministry has is to raise up leaders and to shoot out leaders. It's definitely here, but it's all wrapped up in that turning aside. So as we turn aside, so you know, it's, it's allowing the work of Jesus as we turn aside to him to bring us to an end of ourselves so that the new in us can start to be birthed forth. Uh, is in that whole encounter, the third dimension is this. He said, take off your shoes. I felt for you guys um, the sense of an invitation to walk forward with a new sensitivity toward God a new sensitivity towards him. The second dimension of taking off the shoes was that God was inviting you to a new authentic connection in relationships, a new sensitivity as a community, a new sensitivity on a, leader, on a leadership level. Uh, I felt that uh, as you begin to take off your shoes, remove uh, some of the things you've depended upon and come to this place of vulnerability there is going to come a new sense of growth within leadership. I felt like vulnerability together, being vulnerable together, being open together, not guarded, not putting on the hallelujah, praise the Lord, Christian thing, not doing the church culture thing, but coming in the pure sense of the, of the kingdom. And God is attracted to vulnerability. God is attracted to a people that aren't guarded. And so that's a hallmark for this uh, leadership forum that we have as a people to grow at a whole new level. So relational vulnerability is paramount for the health and the growth of this leadership. Is that cool? The next thing I felt the Lord saying is the Spirit wants in in a greater measure. I was drawn to Exodus 33 and verse 15 where Moses said, If your presence doesn't go uh, sorry, if your presence doesn't take the lead here. Wow, I like that in the translation that I got it from. If your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip off right now. Yes. Second dimension to that verse 15 is how else will it be known amongst others that you're with us? It's the only thing that's going to set you apart. So there are three, three aspects to that that I felt for you. There's got to be a renewed emphasis on the presence of God. I want you to rethink that. I don't know the full answer to that. I'm not just talking about worship, lifting our hands as a corporate body. I'm talking about how to live out of Christ in you. I'm talking about a New Testament covenant truth, the mystery of Christ in us. Often we know how to put church on, come in and take the corporate presence, but a lot of people don't know how to self-govern and live out of the presence of God within them. And so I felt there's this dynamic shift. We need to rethink church. We need to rethink some of the Christianisms that we kind of default into. Because what we're doing is we're boxing Jesus, yet we're wanting a new Jesus. And he says, well, I'm over here and you need to visit me in this space. That's the whole turning aside. 
It's turning away from some things that don't have a new beginning wrapped up in them until we come to an end. And so the next dimension of verse 15 of Exodus 33 is presence must be favored above the familiar function. Presence must be favored above the familiar function. Often we move in default mode. This morning, the church we were at, you know, I had this cracker of a message ready to go, but I was constrained and couldn't bring it. And if I didn't take those turns, the level of word of knowledge and healings and deliverance, the deliverance, the mass deliverance that took place was beyond me. People just spontaneously getting set free. And it was the presence of God. It wasn't me, the donkey of of the Lord. It was the presence of God. And so God has been provoking us, take those turns. Don't just default into what the church's expectation is for you. Amen. Again, I want to say to you, the spirit wants in in a greater measure. So presence must be favored above that which is familiar to us. Uh, And the last statement, I love it. How else will it be known that you are with me in this? And so I I sense the Holy Ghost um, wanting to break in and break out. And that's a journey. It's not an instant thing. That's, that's a, a pursuit of praying, seeking, leadership coming together. I mean, I'll say this to you. How many leadership meetings do we have based around the presence of God? A lot of our leadership meetings are based around strategy, which is necessary. Structure, going forward, etc., etc. But how many leaders, senior leaders, call a meeting where we are meeting together to work a strategy out of how can we unpack God in us on a corporate level, on an individual level, in our Bible school, in our marketplace. We want to seek you to find out how do we walk out the presence of God. Wow. What if we just stopped a lot of our strategic plans and we came back to that simple but profound truth? I believe wisdom would begin to knock on the house. I mean, ultimately, I love that statement. How else will it be known that you're with us? I mean, aren't we really here just for him? And then out of that souls, out of that equipping, out of that multiple churches, out of that the kingdom advances, we've got to come back and make the first thing the first thing. You see, people are looking for new things, but the one thing we need to understand is we need to come to the place to remember what we've left. There's nothing new. There's not a new move coming. We need to come back and capture and remember what we've left and what we've lost. And that's what God is unearthing right now in, in, in our nation, in the nations. He's unearthing. Well, we're looking for something new. He's saying you need, need to come back and recapture this because that will bring the sense of a new expression of God back into the earth. I felt a sense that the Lord encouraging you as leaders uh, or in fact, I'll put it this way, God is going to reposition some of the leaders in this context. Repositioning of leaders and staff. Doesn't mean all of you, <laughs> it means some of you. It's time for some of you to be repositioned. And here's the key, here's the kicker. Why? Alignments bring assignments. Wrong alignments, you have a stillborn. Right alignments, it will give birth, there'll be no miscarriages. So we need to be positioned in our lane. Our lane in, it, I feel for 2020, we need to begin to allow the repositioning hand of the Lord come upon us. Yeah. Once again, leadership meetings, seeking the Lord. Am I here because God wants me here or am I here because it's familiar to me? Yeah. So be alert 
as you move into 2020 for an Absalom spirit. I sense the enemy wanting to create a clash of visions midway in 2020. I felt the Lord prompt me to say this to you. Catch the fox who's in the inner circle, but really their heart's on the outer circle. Be careful of wounded ministries and ex-ministers that come in. You see, the Absalom spirit works subtly. It sounds like truth, the counsel of truth, but it has an underlying false spirit to it. Amen? Is that okay? The next thing is, I was standing in an automobile factory and I began to see parts lying around everywhere and they needed assembling. And this is what I felt the Lord say for Grace Life. The three A's called you to assemble, align and activate. Assemble, align and activate. There's a window of opportunity to access grace to assemble and to build. I believe that as a church, we have really mastered the art of how to gather people. But what we are lacking is how to assemble people. And I felt there is grace, not something you've got to reach and try and get. There is grace on you as leaders to know how to assemble. Ephesians 4 talks about every part doing its share. And it causes what? Growth. Every part doing its share causes growth but those parts must be aligned accurately and must be assembled and so I was standing in this uh, it was like a Ford factory where all these different engine parts automotive parts were scattered around as I was praying for you guys and I began to hear the Lord saying things need to be itemized some things need to be or people need to be positioned as as they are working within the house on the conveyor belt some welders some people labeling, some people fitting, some people turning, etc., etc. I really feel there is grace to assemble and to build. Uh, I feel the Lord calling you to Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 16. That's the constitution that God has released into his church. So the other thing as a result thereof, as your mandate, among other things, but as your emphasis is on assembling, equipping, really helping people stand up in who they are and whose they are, functioning as the design part they are in the whole, it's going to cause amazing growth. And it's a growth that I think is not spoken of. We talk about church growth, but it's the fullness of the stature of Christ. We have to come back to the real <clears throat> message of church growth, and that is the fullness of the stature of Christ. That needs to be our number one target. Is Christ growing in our midst? Are people maturing? Is Christ being formed in people? Amen? And so there's that emphasis that I feel the Lord is wanting to capture. Out of this, I felt that uh, you, you, you've got the opportunity to start to migrate and move. Part of the turning aside is an ending, but it's also the rebirthing or the birthing of a new beginning for you guys to become a resource center an apostolic resource center. What we were talking about in, 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 a, little bit, in a little bit of a way with um, Pat, that, that there are these kingdom centers that we see in our spirit that, that God is calling as a next phase within the local church. That they 
have the grace to resource, to equip, to train, to disciple, and to send. So they assemble, they align, and they activate. Triple A. Triple A battery, yeah? And so I really feel, I mean, this is only in part. These things you can pray through. You can go, no, I don't agree with that, or I do agree. That's cool. That's up to you. But whenever we release a prophetic word, which, um, once again, we can go on and on and make up a whole lot of stuff. These are the things that I knew when the cutoff point came that uh, the Father wanted to, to share with you as a people. But as you commit that word to the Lord, there's a process attached to that. And I really do feel that you among other ministries in our city have, have the opportunity. Here he is standing with the scales and he was intently looking, waiting on your decisions. He was weighing up those decisions, whether or not the balance of his kingdom could work. And so the 2020 can be a cross, crossing over a threshold. Now, I don't believe January 1st is the cutoff point. I believe 2020 as a, as, as a calendar year is a setting up for that which is to come. And so there's still an incubation. There's still a, you know what I mean? Let's just lock, not lock it into January 1st. Remember, God is operating out of eternity and he's given us the gift of time. What we do with that piece of eternity that he is giving us. I encourage you guys. It's a little bit, but that's just the part I want, I want to release uh, to you guys. And uh, I feel that if, if, um, uh, you know, if, you, if you pray over those things, talk about those things, there's something more you can add to that. There's something more that you can begin to um, release. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.